Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I have Kale Mumby from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Welcome, Kale. Thank you. Well, Kale, tell me a little bit about the ministry that you're involved in. Uh, the ministry I'm involved in is largely centered around the prophetic. So I use the prophetic gifting to get myself into all manner of places, whether it's the high of the highs or the low of the lows. So I go with a bunch of government people, lots in Hollywood, lots of churches, and then I tie all of that together to try and take down human trafficking. Wow. <laughs> very, very simple and normal. <laughs> Amen. Um, we know that God is a supernatural God. Absolutely. And we know that he hears and he answers prayer. And tell me how, what do you do when you get in um, to those kind of places? I'm sure you're praying, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> praying her brains out. <laughs> Talk to me about that. Yeah, that's the, everybody always asks me that question. And it's funny because literally it is just the, uh, I jokingly say, pray your brains out. So I just, we're just praying hard. We're trying to figure out what is the voice of God? Uh, what are we supposed to do? How do we steward uh, the kingdom in these places? And for me, it's just a, a journey of discovering who God is in the midst of these meeting with these people and trying to articulate his heart to them. Now, we know that um, God has a purpose and a plan and a destiny for every life. Absolutely. And so these women and girls, children that is caught yeah. in human trafficking, um, we know that God can make a way of escape. Yeah. So you're there to help make that happen. Yeah, which is, that's the hard part, in all honesty. Uh, whenever I talk with people, especially in North America, they expect that a place of escape is gonna happen right away. And that doesn't happen. Uh, what we're doing is we're going up against the cartel. We're going against a very corrupt government. We're going against corrupt policemen. And they have a system that's in place that is extremely effective in keeping the girls on the street. And so our job is, job, I don't know if that's the right way, but our goal is to connect these girls with the God who promised to do the impossible. Our goal is to connect these girls with, with uh, Jesus, who he's going to break the chains in their heart. And the long-term vision is how do we get these girls out, literally out. It's, it's a, a oh, I don't know what the right way to say that. The, the phrase that I would like to say, it's a pie-in-the-sky mentality to think that we can get these girls out right away. It doesn't happen. And it's brutal, which is... To me, that's, that's why we have to keep going in there more and more and more and telling them about Jesus, because he's the one that's going to provide a way eventually. I don't know when and I don't know how. Right. But yeah. we know that he will. He will. He will. Yeah, he absolutely will, yeah. as long as people go. You know, Kale, I spoke with you earlier about doing some missions work in L.A. Yeah. And um, we know that that's an issue right here in America and yeah. Canada. Yeah. So it's a global issue. Absolutely. Yeah, it's one of the top three uh, most profitable, if that's the right word. It's the, uh, the top three illegal industries on earth. Is uh, I can't remember the order of them, but I know it's the illegal arms trade, human trafficking, and the drug trade. It's all in there. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, God's word says whatever's done in the dark is will be brought to the light. Yeah. And so um, that's our prayer today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that it would be brought to the light. Tell me a little bit. Now, you spoke today um, about Proverbs 25, too. Yeah. Expand upon that. Yeah, that's my favorite verse. That's all you need to know. No, <laughs> for your listeners there. Uh, Proverbs 25, verse 2 is incredible to me. It says, It's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the honor of kings to search it out. 
And so I know that that means um, so much is hidden not from us, but so much is hidden for us. And it's, for me, it's the drive of my life to try and figure out what is God hiding for me? And so I take that at a bunch of different levels. Uh, I take that for me personally. Uh, what new treasures are out there that I can discover from Jesus? That's just for me. Like the, the gifts and the relationship that I have that nobody else has, he's hiding stuff there for me to enjoy. But then I like taking, uh, expanding on that. And for human trafficking, for example, uh, there's things hidden in that industry, which I know once we connect with the gospel and the power of God, uh, it, it's going to take down whole sections of it. Like, wh what's the plan that nobody else has gotten, but God has it? What's the plan to go and give the, the word of the Lord to a cartel leader? What's the plan to go into a child brothel? What's the plan to do that, to do something effective? And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Lord has placed up a system uh, for lack of a better term, for those who are hungry and those who want it and those who want to do more than just uh, hear words and think they did something. I know that there's the Proverbs 25 verse 2. That's the glory of God to conceal a matter, honor of kings to, to search it out. And I'm going to get that, especially for human trafficking stuff. Amen. Well, I came with um, some ladies today that brought some shawls. Yeah, some famous shawls. shawls. Yeah. Tell me a story about those shawls. Those are incredible. I have told the story of those prayer shawls literally all over the world. Because uh, I travel my brains out on this stuff. I travel so much. But I use that as an example of, I was speaking in Maine. And uh, some people got gathered together and they said, we don't know if we'll ever be able to come down to Mexico, but we want to do something. And so they got together and they prayed. And uh, from the story that I was told, they were, the, the Lord told them to start knitting shawls, pray over them, and then I will bring those down to Mexico City with me. And so I did that, or the, the people in Maine did that. I filled up my suitcases with them, brought them down to Mexico City, and I brought them right into literally one of the most dangerous places of Mexico City. And we were handing those out at midnight. We had cartel people around us. The cops were trying to arrest us, all that fun stuff. And we walk in there, and I look like a crazy man because I'm walking in with all these blankets, you know. And I go and I just prayed over who, who should get these. And I was able to give them to a bunch of the ladies and say, there are people that are praying for you for your freedom. And I said, these aren't just, we didn't just buy these. Somebody made them. While they were making them, they prayed over them. Afterwards, they still prayed over them. Uh, and here's what they prayed. And I was able to tell them that they prayed for your, for your freedom. They prayed for your heart. They prayed that you would always remember that you're, you're God's creation, that you're made in his image, that you are a dream of God come true on planet earth. And I would say that and I'd wrap these girls up with, wrap them up in these shawls and I'd say, whenever you feel alone or abandoned or rejected or afraid, uh, wrap yourself up in this and remember that God absolutely loves you. You're his daughter. But more than that, there's people who are praying for you and they're doing the best with what they got. And we want your freedom. We want you to know that you're loved. Wow. And that's what I would do. Wow. It was amazing. That is powerful. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. Powerful. Yeah. You know, um, Kale, when I was on the streets in LA um, ministering to um, prostitutes, um, every single one, every single prostitute, I asked them this question, yeah. is there anyone else praying for you tonight? Yeah. And you know what? Every single one said that they had a, either a praying mother wow. or a grandmother. That's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. Out of out of all of them that I prayed with, yeah, and it just um, I connect. I could connect with prayer with that mother or grandmother, yeah, because you know that that 
their mother wants them free. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. want to be free too. Yes. That's the difference in Mexico is most of the girls that we work with have been kidnapped. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the people in, not that I wouldn't say not a lot of the people, but there's just because of their uh, lifestyle or whatever, they've chosen to go into prostitution and then you get stuck. But for our girls, most of them have gone to a job interview and they never come home. A lot of them, uh, their parents have sold them into prostitution. A lot of them uh, walking down the street, wrong place at the wrong time, and the van stops and they get taken off the street. So it's a, it's a different mentality entirely. It's a different uh, environment, I guess you can say. And it takes a while to get used to because these people, like lots of them are saying, well, I'm here, my parents are praying for me. For a lot of our girls, they said, I don't know where my parents are. I don't want to be here. They think I'm dead. You know, it's it's just a bizarre, bizarre environment. It takes a lot to wrap your head around. Wow. Yeah. What are some uh, ways that, besides these shawls, the prayer shawls, what other ways do you um, minister prophetically? Yeah. For us, for me, I have to keep it simple. Because the last thing these girls need is a long, drawn-out prophetic word. You know, and so what I do is the very core of what the prophetic is, is the job of the prophetic is to reveal to these people who they are in Christ. The job is to reveal to them what was the dream of God when he dreamt about you. And so we keep it, the la like, again, the last thing they need, God's going to raise you up as an evangelist to the world. They don't, they don't need, they don't care about that. What they care about is who's going to come and help me get free? Who's going to come and love me? Who's going to come and take me to the hospital when I need to go? all of that stuff. And so what we go in there and do is remind them of their destiny, remind them of their true identity and their true identity is that they're daughters of God. And that's what we say. And we tell everybody, get as anointed as you can possibly be and tell them they're beautiful. Tell them they're holy. Tell them what are the secrets that they hold with God that nobody else has heard. And they don't dare to share that with anyone because they can't believe it anymore. I want those secrets. And to say God still sees you. He's still real. He hasn't forgotten about you. Even if everybody else has. He hasn't forgotten about you. He's here. We're here. Let's pray. And so that's what we do. And so there's one element. And then the other side of it is we're raising up a team where we can start going into these areas and saying, okay, where are... Where are the cartel leaders? What can we do to use the prophetic to get into their lives? What happens if the cartel leaders are Saul's who are about to become a Paul? You know, we, they just need to be delivered the word of the Lord, just like Saul did. And now, whoops, I'm strapped on. And now we, we, we read the, the New Testament, which was largely written by a crazy man until he met the Lord. And so that's our heart too, is what can we do to serve the cartel leaders to transform them from being child kidnappers to people who are running uh, orphanages, for example. Amen. That's what we want. Amen. So it's on, on, on the two different levels. Talk to me about, you spoke this morning about Matthew 5. Yeah, the beautiful Beatitudes. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think we all just need to get back into those as much as we can. I think a lot in the North American church, we've created this thing where it's the lucky and the beautiful and the proud and those who have much, who have power. And then you go into scriptures and you read the New Testament and you find out who those people were and they're normally called Pharisees. <laughs> so we have to go into that and see where, where are we through the lens of scripture and be okay with that. And that's why I like going into Mexico City because I do a lot of stuff on earth 
where I am with the quote unquote, the lucky or the beautiful or the rich or the powerful. I, I, I sit with them on a regular basis. And for me, what keeps me grounded and what keeps it real is going into Mexico City and realizing who actually has the kingdom of heaven. And I'll, an example of this would be, I, I met with this one girl uh, in the streets of Mexico City and I was prophesying over her. We had to leave. Uh, and so I, I, I was, uh, it was just a rough time. So I, my, like, my brains were shot. I was scared. I was hurt. I, was, I didn't know what to do. And I knew I had to leave this girl and I, I couldn't do it. It's like, what? what? How, do we, how do I leave her? Because I know when I, I, I walk away, uh, she's going to have to work, quote unquote, just fill in the blanks on that one. She's going to have to work another 20 times tonight. And wow, awesome, Christian. You just blessed her and then left. Like, oh, it's, it's hard. And so I, I looked at her and I, I, I talked to the Lord <laughs> real quick. And I said, God, if you've given me a prophetic gifting, it better work and it better work now. And so I, I swung for the fences and I... I, I prophesied over her. I said, you're beautiful. You're holy. I, I, I just did all that stuff. And I, I looked at her and I said, I'm so sorry that I have to leave. I'm so sorry that I have to leave. And, uh, and she looked at me and said, it's okay. And she gave me this look, which I'll never forget. She said, it's okay. She said, after, I, I, I go, after I'm done working, I go back to my bed, into my little house where they stay. They all stay in basic prisons, essentially. So I go back there, I have a Bible, and I open up my Bible. And she said, I read the Bible and I pray. And she says, Jesus comes into my room and he sits with me and he tells me I'm beautiful. And he tells me I'm holy. And he tells me I'm still his daughter. And she looked at me and said, it's going to be okay. And at that point, I'm like, I became overwhelmed and like, lead me to this Jesus that you speak of, you know? And I realized at that point who was rich and who was poor. I realized at that point who had the heart of God and who was still searching for it. Jesus has never sat on the foot of my bed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You know, I have to say, um, Kale, we had the first Healing Waters Women's Conference. He calls me beautiful wow. in Maine um, last September. Yeah. And this year, we're going to do another uh, Healing Waters Women's Conference, nice. and it's um, based on the Father's love. Wow. And we know, just from what your words just said, how much God loves um, His men and His women. Absolutely. And I just feel like we are just stepping into yeah. this global awakening. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you, 100. percent Yeah, you know we've um, we've bought into some wrong mindsets. Yeah, and Matthew five is where it's at, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, you know, if we're all looking for the next secret, you know, what's the next hidden revelation? And I think we just need to kind of stop because it's all actually in there, and say which totally contradicts Proverbs 25 verse two. But you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> we have to. What's, what did Jesus say? Yeah. You know, it's, and this is what I've discovered is the people who generally have it all together, sometimes they're the ones who are standing in the way of revival because they're not as desperate as the ones who are, um, as my girls on the street who are forced to shoot heroin, you know? And they're trying to, oh, if, if we do the right thing, the Lord will come. But why don't we just be ourselves in our functionality, in our dysfunction, in our glory, in our brokenness, whoever we are, let's just be ourselves because last time I checked, Jesus promised to fill that. And that's, that's the right. awakening. That's right. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about the power of honor. Yeah, it's awesome, I think. Um, to me, the power of honor, 
I've relayed everything in with the, the girls that I work with. <laughs> Hopefully that's okay. It's fine. But to me, the power of honor is, is you get to see somebody based on who God made them to be and not who they are. And oftentimes we'll, be, we'll stumble over who someone is versus who is Christ in that person. And that's what we need to engage in because we'll see a lot of the dysfunction and we'll, we'll work on that. Or we'll see, um, we'll just see how people just aren't operating in a healthy way. But for me, and this is a challenge for me because I see all of that stuff. And my challenge is to who is, who is this person? Who is the dream of God before me? And how do I agree with that? To me, that's honor, you know, and to me, I want to pour my life out for that. And how I learned that again, back to the, the girls on the street is I believe with all my heart that some of those girls are going to be the greatest leaders that this, the body of Christ has ever seen. They are the kings. They are the queens. You know, and I want to pour my life out for them because the Lord said to minister to the leaders of the world. And wouldn't it be the, the, the tool of the devil? Wouldn't it be his plan to go and find those leaders, lock them away in a place where everyone says, I can't get you out? Like, I know the greatest the most anointed people on earth are locked away in that. And so I want to honor them. I want to pour my life out for them and do whatever it takes to serve them, to see their freedom, to see the, the gifting of God come fully alive on earth. Amen. I don't know if that answers your question. but Amen. You know, um, he said, whatever you've done to the least of them, you've yeah. done unto me. Exactly. And, you know, when you're looking spiritually, we are all the least of them. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. we are... We're desperate, absolutely, um, for Jesus. Yeah, and people that don't know Him. Yeah, I don't know. I just have a heart to see that word go forth. Yeah, um, because it doesn't return void, does it? Never does. Even if it takes twenty years, it never does. So now you've <laughs> done some work. Um, you said like within the like Hollywood industry, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. That one's fun, I think. Uh, because again, like for me, all it is, the drive of my life is just to connect people in with the God who created them. And whether it's one of the richest person on earth or whether it's a prostitute, it's just the same. Like to me, all I want to do is to use my gifting to serve these people uh, so that they can become who they are. You know, and so if they're a storyteller, I want to connect them in with that. I want to cheer that on. I want to see how can I use my gifting to, to uh, see the kingdom of God come alive in them. And oftentimes in Hollywood, they're, they're just as blind as somebody who's locked away in prostitution. <laughs> they don't like to hear that, but it's the truth. Um, all I want to do is, is, is see people become free. And that's just the same way I work it down there. John eight thirty six. Yeah, exactly. Whom the Son says free is free indeed. That's right. Amen. Yeah. Well, Kale, I want you to... Um, Pray for our listeners today. I'd yeah. I like you to activate your faith. Yeah. Um, and I'd also like you to do one more thing before we do that yeah. is, is empower the body of Christ yeah. to, as you say, you can do it. Absolutely. Yeah, you can do it. And so for that, if anybody's listening to this, I want you to hear those words. You can do it. Those are the most powerful words that transform my life, quite literally. Uh, the short story is I was, I was in a place of, I felt like I had personal failure. I felt like I was messing things up. I felt like I wasn't being successful at all because I had personal sin in my life that was going on. I had compromise. I was confused, beating myself up. And I went and I told one of my spiritual mothers that. 
And she leaned into me and, and whispered this, this phrase in my ear over and over and over again, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. And so for your listeners, that's what I want you guys to hear is you can do it. I can tell crazy stories. I can tell going to, uh, into Mexico City or going toe-to-toe with a cartel, and that seems like something crazy. But I know it in everybody's heart. Everybody is dealing with something where they're wondering, can I do that? And I'm here to tell you, you can. You can do it. So there you go. Amen. So that's a that's a shot in the arm, yeah. some empowerment that yeah. whatever God is calling our listeners yeah. to today, that they can do it. Yeah. Even Take if it's small. Even if it's small. Take a step. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. It's the best way. Well, I want you to, to end Kale with praying for our listeners. Yeah. It's been a privilege to have you on today and yeah. and um just Pray and as God yeah, leads you. Absolutely. Well, Father God, I thank you so much for everybody who's listening to this right now. And Lord, I am asking that your Holy Spirit would come over every listener, every listener that's hearing this. And Lord, I'm asking for a moment of encounter, God, whether they're in their car or at home or, or wherever they are, Holy Spirit, that you come very close to them and you'd start speaking your words. And I love that you say that you have the words of eternal life. So Jesus, you come and speak those words. Lord, I'm asking that in, in the midst of where all the listeners are at, Lord, that they would be so, they would experience a deep refreshing. They'd experience deep peace. They'd experience deep uh, encounter. And that you, Holy Spirit, would be so closely around them. Father, every area where your list, these listeners are, are feeling uh, lost or alone or empty, I just speak to you right now and say, be filled. Everywhere where all the listeners are feeling confused or, or uh uh, just just struggling, I say, be at peace. I use the words that Jesus said. I, I speak over you, peace, be still. Every area where the listeners are are just wondering and all that, I, I just speak out the mind of Christ, and I bless you now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the kingdom of heaven. Be encouraged, be empowered in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Kale. You're welcome. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments.